Nice to meet nice you guys. To meet you, I'm, I'm James. This is Suraj. We haven't met. I believe one of your interns was it reached out to us. Yeah. Yes. Nice. How did how did you guys find us? So it's it's my intern. He was he was really passionate about you, um, your different uh, fintech podcast, and he saw yours, and he started to listen. And then at some point, he was like, "Okay, guys, you need to connect with those guys." Awesome. I think it can be a good match. Amazing, yeah. So let's just kick off then. Um, tell us about Cappy. That's your company, right? I want to hear kind of you know your backstory, how you guys came together, how long you've known each other. What's the whole story there? Uh, the whole story is like, uh, Steve and me, we know each other for so many times, like for, for so many years now, it's like 10 years. We, we met in a, in a university. So, uh, we did everything together, like from the first uh, alcohol drink to the first party to the oh, wow. first, like a uh, travel first, uh, in, uh, uh interview, uh, uh, for internship separately with feedback and stuff. So we did everything like together separately with the career. Uh, in their career and um me uh um so basically i work as um as a as an engineer in consulting and investment banking uh, i launched one startup uh, before trust Capi. and the thing is like um me i'm really passionate about finance and also uh since like years i really want to build some things that's a huge impact in into the world and um what i noticed is like now everybody wants to work online. They want to have like a free life when they go from where they want, what they can do, what they want to start. And what we notice is like for this new generation that work uh, online, um, the um, banking, I would say the uh, banking experience is not the best of the world. It's pretty shit compared to, like, for example, investment banking. When you're in investment banking, you like you have like thousand assistants. When you have an issue, you just say it. Like you just say, okay, I want to, uh, I want to finance this project. So they just find you like a, a, a solution. So, and here, th this doesn't really exist for like normal people. So with this idea and uh, Steve background into uh, tech. So we decided to commute our, our, our forces to, uh, to build a, um, a new uh, uh, environment for, um, for um, uh, the next generation of workers. And especially what we noticed is like, since, um, um, since people work online, there's a huge pain point, which is like 90% of people are not paid in time anymore. So to give you an idea, an example, when you work as a Uber driver, you, you deliver your service, you get paid in average seven days later compared to one year ago, uh, when 10 years ago, when you take your cab and just give the money from hand to hand, this type of situation doesn't exist anymore due to the world moving from physical cash to like, um, uh, online, uh, online, uh, work. So let me, let me, uh, just kind of put into my words, what, what you guys are doing then. So it's like a B2C application aimed at people who don't yeah. have strong financial knowledge to help them stay on top of their finances, to be able to live kind of more fulfilled and activated. Yeah. Life. It, it's a, it's a big, it's a big, um, it's a big, uh, infrastructure. To help you when, when you when you think about your finance, mm -hmm. it's like really like the investment banking for for people. When you think about finance, you just go on the app and we find your solution. So and it can be anything. As you say, it's like we focus on instant payment, but it can be anything. It can be you need access to credit, so that you have like unstable unstable uh, finance, so people don't bank don't really understand you. So in the goal in the future is like. For example, we will attract like uh, banks to give you some credit, even if you are like we have a different profile compared to people who have a 
normal uh, job with a normal salary. So it's like this, like an infrastructure. You're like a middleman. And still, oh, yeah? you're like you're like a middleman. Yeah, I understand the investment bank yeah, yeah. comparison. You basically yeah. facilitate, yeah. you know, things like credit and loans and you know access yeah. to capital. So, so, yeah. so, you, so you connect you connect them to the relevant financial services that they would need in their professions. In in the long term, it's just we try we find them solution to their financial problem. Okay. No matter so, what. So sometimes it's going to be connected. Sometimes, problems. yeah, it can be anything. It's just like as a as a, a gig worker or like freelancer or online worker, you, we find you, we have an issue, we find you a solution. Because usually what happens is like people, they have a, an issue and they just think by themselves and try to solve it by themselves. Well, actually, like uh, in finance, there's so many tools and tricks to find other ways that people usually don't know. So, and the goal is like to translate this to the normal people. And Steve, basically, um, because I didn't share his background, but like, or maybe Steve, you can, you can share your, your story. Yes, maybe. Uh, so basically, as Monir said, we know each other for first. We um, I graduated from engineering school uh, in France. Then I joined a consulting group and I helped to scale uh, two startups in the Nordics. Um, uh, and the money came with the idea of uh, you know of um, building a financial ecosystem for the next generation of worker. And uh, me, I'm super passionate about product finance. So I think it was a um, great idea to uh, to connect and uh, build basically uh, an ecosystem which doesn't really exist now, where um, this new generation of worker who is looking for flexibility, freedom, uh, can come to us and we can um, provide them tools, financial tool, um, you know, for their <clears throat> daily life. So based, and I will say maybe the, the idea is to build like the bank for the gig workers, uh, where, uh, and when we say banks, it's like the holistic view of banks. It's uh, basically any financial uh, service or product that um, a gig worker will need. We should be able to deliver that with uh, Capi and Taylor with the need of the gig worker. So that's, that's quite a range of things that you guys offer. Are there any like trends you're seeing with your users? Like what are the most commonly requested financial products or are there any trends you see in there yes so now when what we uh what we are we have been starting to build so far is the instant payment so basically helping gig worker to get paid just after they have finished their work uh, because now they need to wait between 10 days 60 days depending on the platform uh, depending on the um, the person they're working for and we want to streamline this process where basically you finish the work and you get instantly the money in the bank account. Uh, you know, because of, you know, everything happening in the world now, uh, some people, mostly with our target group, they live paycheck by paycheck. Uh, so for us, the real need is to be able to get the money uh, when you need the most. So obviously, it's like a really crowded market, this whole space of consumer finance. How do you guys differentiate from, you know, say Revolut or any of these other big banks? What can they, do you have a defensibility whereby they can't just implement what you guys have within, you know, the space of a week? Yes. I mean, one thing that uh, we need, our main product is understanding the payroll data of the platforms. Uh, and this is kind of a complex area because each platform has different payroll is, and is working manually also and operationally with, the, with their payroll. 
So what we are specialized at is understanding how the payroll uh, data works, how the how, how each platform processes the payroll, and getting the right data at the right time uh, to get to get the worker access their earnings. And um, I will say, uh, I, I, we don't we want we we don't really see Revolut as a, a competitor because you know Revolut they focus on all. They're mostly focusing on foreigners working, uh, traveling around the world. And um, we focus more, especially on gig worker and um, implementing our API so that they can access their earnings. So I would say competitor-wise, it will be more like Stripe, maybe, uh, will have, you know, they have, they could get easily access to their data, to this data, but Stripe don't own the user. And what we want by building this bank is owning the user so that we are so close to the user that we can understand him uh, better than anyone else. And how many users do you have at the moment? And kind of what, what are the demographics? You know, how, how, do you have any inf- insight onto how old they are? You know, where they live geographically? Yes. So now we have, uh, we, so we're starting, we have started our MVP two weeks ago. Uh, we have uh, 2,000 users. So uh, pretty exciting, and we have a, a huge list of people who want to try the product. But since we're talking about finance, finance, we need to really scale uh, step by step. So what we have seen so far, it's we are mainly focusing on um, workers working with delivery app, uh, food delivery app, logistic, um, telemedicine, and it's usually men from twenty, I would say from twenty to thirty-five. Uh, earning from 1,000 euros to 2,500 uh, 2, euros. And where basically those guys at the end, like two weeks after getting paid, they don't have, uh, they don't have, they don't have any uh, salary. Um, and usually what they were, how they were solving this issue before, it was asking friends, asking families, um trying to get loan but you know you have aggressive term like you have you can have 40 percent interest on a loan from the bank if you if you manage to get the loan and we have one use case for example it's um it's a guy he was working as a gig worker for um, mechanics and basically in stockholm the 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 market for renting houses is super hard and the um it was end of the month and his landlord uh, he needs to pay uh, his landlord to get his um, his, his uh, apartment 700 euros, but he didn't have this amount. Mm. Uh, but he, he he had work enough to get like 2,000 euros, for example. And uh, basically, he, he came to us and he managed to get the, the apartment um, because we just paid the uh, the amount he has worked for before. Are you uh, are you are you kind of like? providing loans based on their future salary in a way. So you're not really speeding up their, you're not trying to get their own salary from their employer to them faster. You're kind of bridging the gap, acting like a bridge loan until the point they get their salary. Am I, am I on the right lines or is it a different kind of structure? So that's from the back end part. Uh, we are basically uh, uh, sending the money to the, to the end user and, uh, and basically the, company, the platform will pay us back. Yeah, so basically, it's a lot yeah. to the platform, but from the from the front end and from the user perspective, he doesn't see that. He just sees salary streaming, 
Um, and because it is not the one that we issue the credit for, it's the platform. Yeah. Yeah. Well, imagine you have to do like really extensive background checks on people then as well. How do you stop kind of bad actors getting into your system? So that's that's why it's it's not the, the people, it's not the worker, it's the company. We do the credit check on the platform level, and uh, then we basically we change the IBAN for the worker. So now the worker will get paid through the Capi app. Mm. And uh, and ba- based on that, the worker we don't uh, the worker has no impact on what we do. If we don't get payback, for example, is the platform that we will go back. To, we will go to the platform and not the worker. So we we the worker has no risk on on coming with us. I see. So in this model, you couldn't really stretch to like freelancers working independently. You'd have to be gig workers working for a company. Yeah, I mean, it it would be gig worker working with platform, and also freelancer working with platform. You have in Europe and all over the world so many freelancer now working with platform. Like the main, the most well known are like Upwork or Fiverr. You know, you 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 are a UX designer. You working with a client through Fiverr. We we gonna uh, we are able to streamline your salary through Fiverr. But if you work with a uh, for example, you're a freelancer working with Google. You're not our target group for now. Yeah. So have you have you integrated with those platforms? Upwork, Freelancer, Fiverr. They're your partners. Yes. So we yeah we are we are integrated with around fifteen different nice. platforms. Um, Upwork is one of them. Uh, but currently we are mostly uh, focusing on the the delivery economy because we've seen just that the 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 need is is extremely huge uh, in that uh, area, so we are focusing on that from the first uh, MVP. Uh, is uh, the, okay. the number of delivery drivers increasing? Because obviously there was a huge spike during COVID, and you saw all of these, you know, public uh, companies, stuff like Deliveroo in the UK, got huge kind of bounce from just people sitting at home and ordering stuff. Right? How about now in twenty twenty three? Is that kind of projected to grow? Because you see, you you just hear about in the news, right? A lot of kind of online. Uh, rapid delivery companies failing, you know, not getting the funding they need, failing to get off the ground. Give us some insight into whether that's like a growing market or a shrinking market. Uh, yes, I mean now the, uh, the it's a challenging market, right? Uh, I think we've seen a uh, uh, Gorillas, for example, you know, getting acquired uh, lately, but with not such a great uh, valuation. So I think a lot of companies, especially with the instant uh, ten minutes delivery grocery are facing a lot of issues as well from from that uh, perspective. Um, but at the other end, you know, we've seen the the main players like Amazon, uh, Uber, um, food delivery, where basically they're still growing because you know the market of uh, of uh, eating or getting your product uh, is still growing, but not as fast as it happened during the COVID. Uh, COVID, um, uh, COVID times, and it's expected to grow like 50% uh, for the next uh, 10 years. So um, it's a huge market, which is growing. So I think, uh, yes, it's super exciting market to get in now. And what, what was the, when you approach those platforms, like the freelancer, Upwork, Fiverr, how did you kind of position yourself to, to get them to see you as a business partner? Did they, so the did they idea experience when we the problem themselves? Yes. So from a freelancer part, we are a fintech, right? And we want to provide the best financial product. 
But for a platform, yeah. we are mostly like a HR tech, where the, our idea is to help them uh, providing the best experience for the worker so that uh, the worker are engaged, you know, they get the best worker and uh, they manage to retain them. Because even for those platforms, it's a huge deal to actually get the best worker and retain them to, to, um, to have long-term partnership with them. Absolutely. So this is... Yes. So, so what I was going to say, were those platforms already experiencing like a, like a, churn, a high churn rate of uh, freelancers on their platform? Were they seeing people kind of drop off and in increasing statistics of those numbers? And then when you guys kind of came in and said, hey, we can help you retain these people, they kind of probably thought, oh, this is fantastic. This is exactly what we need. Is, is, there, is there any statistics around kind of uh, drop off or churn of uh, freelancers on these, uh, on these like, gig, gig work platforms? Yes, we, we, yes, we have statistics, especially on the food, uh, on the, the delivery apps, right? Most of the workers, they don't only use Uber, Bolt, they usually they usually go with the with four different delivery app you know on their on their phone on their uh, when they when they drive and basically they take the they, they usually take the one that give them the um, uh, I would say the most money per trip uh, and uh, and and they 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 usually stay really short term like three months they're gonna do the work they're gonna stop. And after they're going to come back one year later, they're going to work for three months and they're going to stop. So this is, it's super flexible for, for them. And so for us, the idea when we go to that, to those platforms is basically we're going to stretch this period, uh, so that you will have more experienced workers. Uh, and, uh, you know, on average, it's, it's three months, you know, it's, it's not good for the platform to hire so many new, uh, commerce. Uh, and uh, on the other end as well, it's about the service that they deliver because, you know, we also, uh, we are able to give instant tips to, uh, to, do, to those workers. And um, the expectation that we have, that we haven't tested so far, is that uh, we will see an increase in, um, in tips because the, because the worker can uh, get the tips right after the, the, the right Okay, when you say tips, you mean like financial, like actual monetary tips or like insights, like actual, you know what I mean? Like tips as in like uh, guidance. Yes, no, no, sorry. Tips like uh, financially, uh, monetary uh, tips. Monetary, okay, gotcha. You know, yeah, I, yeah. like for input delivery, for example, the tips is, could be 40% of the, of the worker uh, salary. So this is a, it's a big thing now. Uh, and um, basically, if you provide the best experience and you can get the tips from uh, just after you have done the delivery, it gives you more incentive to also yeah. uh, deliver the best um, the best uh, experience to the to the end the end user, the end yeah. user which gives a, a better experience for the company, the platform overall. Okay, how how do you how do you give them the tips then? Like, how do you facilitate that? As in, do you have to pay them the tips yourself or the platform? you tell the platform which of their workers are performing best and then they allocate the tips accordingly? Uh, no, so basically it's the user, right? So if, for example, I'm a, uh, I want to buy some food now, I go on the Uber app and I buy uh, 10, 10 euros of, uh, of, uh, of uh, uh, 10 euros lunch. The, de uh, the delivery driver comes to my place. I take the lunch and if I feel like the experience was great, I can give him some tips. Give tip, right, yeah. yeah. At, keep, at Capi, what we do basically, digitally, 
we get this information and we send the tips directly to the um, to the oh, okay. driver. And the driver doesn't wait for two weeks, for example, to get the tips. Uh, and then Uber, ex uh, instead of paying the driver, Uber will pay us. I see. Yeah, it seems like your biggest value add then, if you had to say in a sentence, is like you take the platform out and you go direct to the user, which I think is what you said at the start. And you just create the experience yes. better for the end user, which is actually a very interesting value prop. Uh, do you guys have competitors? Are there other people doing this in the space? Because I mean, this is the first time I've heard of someone doing exactly this. Well, yes, I mean, in you. It's uh, instant payment. Is in the US, it's extremely huge. You have like five, six different unicorns. In Europe, you have one main competitor with weight stream. It's the UK, UK based yeah. uh, startup. They are pretty big and they're focusing mostly on, on the 500 uh, companies um, with uh, employees, so not gig workers. Um, uh, so we have no competitor that is, uh, is providing a financial, basically a banking experience as we, as well, we for do. the gig workers. Yeah. You're, you for find your work. niche within, within the gig workers. Yeah, exactly. And also we, with the ability to basically connect with any platform without the need of the platform involvement, you know, because all those platform, I mean, the current situation for them, it, they need to focus on their core. And for us, we just come and we. We're able to connect without uh, the help, basically. Have you guys been gig workers before? Like you must, have you ever done like delivery driving yourself or how did you find out this is a problem, right? Because you probably hear anecdotally, but when I always find like a lot, a lot of people we speak to is like the, their ideas come from when they were in the trenches doing something and they found the problem themselves. They scratched their own itch. They reached out and uh, found other people around them that had the same problem. So do you guys have a similar story or is this something that just like came to you? Me, I can show you as a story how it's come from. It's basically me when I was a student, I was a math teacher. And uh, when I was math teacher, I was doing my courses, like on, I was going to houses and I was like giving my courses, etc. And then the world started to be online. And uh, I remember like at my, when I was doing my master, like people wanted to do like webcam um, courses. So I start to just give, so it was much more better because I can just stay in my home, wake up and just do the, the courses, but just, when I started the quiz, I noticed that I was getting paid like two weeks. Uh, at this time, it was like two weeks later. So it was a complete change of paradigm because I was student. I wanted to have my money straight to go party. And then now I, I start to look at my money in two weeks and then I forget it. And that's how it starts. And the one thing as well is like when I, when I, um, launched my first startup, I was hiring a lot of uh, freelancers. And, uh, what I noticed is like my payroll was a mess. And I was taking time to pay them. So I was, there was really a huge gap between when they finish and when they, the deliver. is how everything like start to, to pop out. And that's why we feel the need. And I, and honestly, like, I know that it's really painful for the women because like for me, I knew that it was awful just to wait us two weeks and then you get some cash flow. You don't know where it's come from because you forget it. And it's really, really annoying. We, we heard that. Do you remember, Suraj, we heard that from like Ashley a long time ago. He said, um, he always had issue kind of chasing revenue and then people yeah. wouldn't pay on him time. And I was like, this is, a, this is a, a real problem if you can't even be asked to chase your own revenue because you're so, you know, you're just burying yeah. on the snow of work and you don't have the time to do it. But man, you slipped in there that you, you started another company before, right? So is this your second or your third? Uh, tell us about so what, you, what you did before. So basically before I, I built like a kind of e-carrier platform uh, to help you uh, in your interviews. 
And the, 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 the deal was like, for example, you, you have an interview with like a, uh, an interview like with a bank or like with a consulting firm or anything like with, who is a very uh, low, um, uh, chance of success. You can book, uh, an interviewer who already worked for this company and make you like a training interview. Nice. That's what's that great. Really the things. Yeah. 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 For, for like for students. Yeah. And for like company, like, like really have companies such as a McKinsey, BCG Bain, for example, this was really, really helpful because like those people are like, when you did the interview, you have nine interviews, there's the, the success rate is like 5%. So just by practicing with like an interviewer, you get like, you multiply by 10, you did new you chance. Did, did, did you find when you did that, like what was the monetization model? Like, were you the person who needs help for the interview pays a fee to the person helping them with the interview and you take a percentage of the fee? Was that the model? So, so it was two things. It was like, there was like a digital courses plus, um, a fees in the commission on the, when for, on the interviewer. Would, would they be designed by you guys? Was, Are those like proprietary yeah, yeah, yeah. courses? Yeah. 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 yeah we the, question, the question I want to ask is like, when you have had, uh, people who had, it, had someone helping them with the interview, did you find that after they met them once through the platform that they would disaggregate from the platform and they would just, just you know, swap WhatsApp numbers and do it outside? Like, what was the incentive to stay on the platform? You mean like for to prepare the interview? Yeah. Like what, what was their incentive to stay on the platform? Because on the first, right, first, first, first is the courses. So, and the course is like super heavy and you need to go through the courses to, 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 to learn and to keep going. So this just like keeps you like for like a very long time. Usually to, to give you an inter to give an idea, like uh, someone who starts, who has an interview, usually we do the interview in three months. So the lifetime is like in three months in average. And, um, honestly, after that, the, the, for those big jobs, like Michael Bishman, like the, the, the journey is so long and intense. And when you, when you have like you, uh, you interview with like an interview, usually we, we take like very high quality interviewer. Each time you progress, so at some point you you become addicted, like you you want to get to to learn more and more and more, and so just like step by step, people like uh, just take it like all the time. And honestly, it was really successful because just it's the 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 reward is so big, and the success is so low, so it's really like bring you like a security or safety, just like and it's worth it, like just to make the bet to make a lot of interviews before you interview, just because like. If it's work, it, the reward can be very big. Otherwise, like you need anyway for help. But like just by naturally, like people that just keep it because and we we make we was making sure that the the course was really amazing. Plus the interview was really amazing, and we separate the the skills. And so it was like very like a dedicated uh, program. Yes, with more like a program as an e platform, but like it was more like a program. And what what was the biggest learning you had from that business now into Capi? From that business, I have so much learning from this business. Uh, but to copy, um, to copy, uh, I think there's something me I found it very powerful in my last business is the branding. I think just to find the right words, the right names, the the right company names, the the right. Uh, Color experience is just create even like it's stupid, but like for example, like with um 
with um, with uh, my previous interview, my previous company. His name was Stratcase, very simple, very clear. So he clicked the mind of people. Plus the color experience quickly. It was blue and uh, um, black and yellow. So you see you, you see yourself diff uh, different from the other competition. This was very powerful. I feel it. At least like just with small small tricks, you can really create a very strong experience. Absolutely. And I think that's why we try to reproduce with uh, Capi. For example, with Capi, we are pink. Like it's super rare that you see any app in pink. Like it's super, super, super rare. So quickly now, even now, now you meet us like quickly, you associate like pink with Capi, like slowly compared like to every company brings. And yeah. it's, just, it's small, it's small things, but just quickly, boom, you create an experience. Now, like, okay, now we are pink. Capi I even, I even noticed that, man. When I went on your website, I was like, I, I was taken aback by the, by the interface. The, the white and the pink is very striking. I like it, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. It's like we, we sp I'm speaking to people recently, and it's kind of changed my perspective on branding, right? Because I think a lot of the time, if you if you come from like a business environment or even more a technical environment, and you're not like a marketer by trade, you kind yeah. of see branding as like that final layer that you just put on the end of the product, right? I have a product, yeah. customers are co going to come to me because I have some kind of technical advantage, or you know, I understand their problems really deeply, or I have a sector expertise, um, and then I can just layer some nice UI on the top. And there's my product ready to go. But it's very different yeah. from that. And I've, I've spoken to people recently who are saying like, branding is done from day one. And like, as you define yeah, what different. the vision is for your company and who you're going to reach out to and what you want to stand for, the branding needs to be part of that. And then on top of that, that will actually evolve as you get kind of uh, more more advice. I think probably the biggest profile example of that would be like TransferWise, right? Which is now Wise. And they've kind of yeah. done like a very subtle rebrand to show that they're a full services financial company now and not just you know cross-border instantaneous payments yeah and actually you see the branding before saying the product the first yeah. thing you see is the branding yeah. and then you say in the product so it's important yet from the beginning like when you penetrate in the world you can already send like a strong message so what what are if you have to give me three words that you want people to associate with Capi as a brand what would they be Um, yeah, we have like, so we, we make like a walk, like, oh, what's, what's his copy and what is our brand line, brand guidelines. But it, it's weird to say it, but the first thing is like loving product. This is to work, loving product. Um, like, this, product like product first, right? Yeah, love uh, product first. Yeah. Yeah, because we don't we don't build we don't build like a we don't build like a we don't build instant pay for instant pay we don't build like a line of a code like just to push what we build is like at any time you have your access of your money at any time you can go to your restaurant to your date to 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 do your sport to buy your boxes uh, uh, stuff to 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 at any time you have access to to what you want and second thing is like peace peace like in terms of like. Um, since now you can, you have like some things that can help you in your finance. You can do what you want. You can focus on some other stuff than reason I focus on your, on your money. And the last one, because there's so many, uh, last one, I would say, um, life expense. Yeah, it's too hard again, too hard again. But basically is <laughs> the goal deeply. The goal is like, we build an infrastructure and ecosystem to help you to live fully your human life. 
Uh-huh. Because finance is boring. Like caring about make even like send money from bank account to bank account is boring. It brings nothing. It's just like manual accountant can do it. It's, you, you, it's really you don't boring. Want to notice it, want... right? The goal is like to not even notice it for it to be seamless. Because I think like yeah, yeah. what you're describing is people notice it's a problem because they don't have their money, right? Because they look at their bank yeah. account and they have zero dollars or pounds or euros. Um, yeah. And you're not you're not trying to create something that's really gonna like crazy add value to their lives. You're just trying to create this baseline of where they don't have to stress about something as complex yeah, yeah. as money when they should yeah. just be paid on time. Now it's really interesting. Yeah. And what what I like about it is like I think a lot of people, particularly young people, just chase the flashy product and you know wanna wanna do something that's gonna attract, you know, hundreds of thousands, millions of users uh because you yeah. know, go viral this day and it can be you know, easily packaged up onto Instagram or TikTok, but you guys are actually solving a real problem that's felt that might go underappreciated as well because it's not some like crazy, yeah. you know, front end consumer facing um product. But I wanna ask you guys another question which is we get a lot of guys like myself personally and Suraj that have kind of come from a corporate background um, and they always talk to us about, you know, their lessons and how that's kind of shaped them for who they are. And a lot of people talk about how they weren't happy in their corporate jobs and they needed to break out and they fell into entrepreneurship. Is that like a similar story for you guys, both of you? Um, did you enjoy your time in corporate? Are there any lessons you could take away from it? Or was it just like hell the whole time you were there and you were just like tearing down the door, couldn't wait to get out? <laughs> Well, me, me, I'm not gonna throw shit on my on my ex uh, employer because now because at the end uh, I really like them and thanks to them uh, I'm is here where I'm here and like I would like it's, it. It's the, the, disclaimer, sure. the disclaimer at the start before you start, you disclaimer. know, tearing into them. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, like honestly, at a young age, I don't feel that. Um, for me, at least, for some other people, maybe is 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 good. But for me, the, at young age, corporate is not the the I think does doesn't. Uh, feel feed my uh, my personal need. I think when you go to corporates, it's very safe, very straight, very stable, very repetitive. You are in a box, in a box. So so I think like yeah, like entrepreneurship, it's it's much more risky, much more scary, much more uh, difficult. But in other sense, you build something, you are feel that you are part of the world, from the society. And I think it's a uh, at the end of the day, it's a better feeling than do Excel file on daily basis for like stuff that you understand. We don't really see the impact. So yeah, for me it was corporate. It was like nice to learn everything, but uh, I, I feel much more uh, happy like in doing entrepreneurship just by just create like incorporate. Maybe there's some quite they create. I don't know, but I feel that when you are so big like this, your idea is just to to you are a big boat who just like don't feel any any more waves. They just just try to be stable when, when you're an, on, an entrepreneur, you build a small boat and you go and you serve the wave and like, it's funny and you, you decide your direction and like, you are so small uh, teams that you can be as creative as fuck, like crazy. And I think this feels better, like uh, the age between 20 and 35, I think. Yeah, so you just was so, nice, so, much, so much more opportunity to harness your potential, right? Like there's yeah. no ceiling, you can go as high as you want. Yeah, exactly. You, Bro, even the words you were saying with Cappy, like the word that came to my mind was potential. Like you're unlocking potential for your yeah, kids, exactly the potential of their life. Like they can go and live the the life that they really want, and not have to worry about their finances day to day, and just live their life to the ultimate potential. Right? Yeah, and we focus on this, which is amazing. Like incorporates you, you focus on a small, small, small part of a problem. Here, like you really can go big. Like we really try to. Me, like when I wake up on daily basis, I'm like, okay, what's uh, 
I try to be in the head of the user and I'm like, okay, how I can make him more happy and peaceful. And so that's how deep I go compared to corporate. It's really, I never protect myself so deeply. Corporate. So from the time that you're working in corporate now, like would you, what advice would you have for people that are currently working in a corporate role? And because it sounds like that you enjoyed the role, you learned stuff from it, and then the yeah. separation from the role was quite easy. It's straightforward. But let's say somebody's in a, in a job right now, they're not too satisfied. It's nothing personal, but it's just like they want to experience what you just described between 20 and 35, like that untapped potential of their life. What advice would, would both you guys have? I'm really interested to hear. Leave your job, now. They like they don't leave your job. Why do you walk? Why do you walk? <laughs> no, no, yeah, then get the fuck out right now. Yeah, I'm with you, man. <laughs> ASAP. Like, so no backup like, plan. Just drop it and just go. You know, go on holiday, get a one way ticket somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> Same page. I think it's legit advice. <laughs> Worst case scenario: get a car, join Uber, join Cappy, and then you know you don't have to worry about your finances. You can think about the next big step. Man, I guarantee some gig workers are earning more than uh, office workers as well. That's a thing, right? Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. Um, but yes, Steve, I'd love to hear from you, man. Like, uh, what did you learn? You say consulting, right? So how, how did you get out of it personally? Was there like a point where you said, all right, I need to drop this and move on from this life? And then, because we've spoken to people that say, a lot of people say, oh, I need some kind of stability, right? I need some kind of like financial you know, base from which I can build on, which gives me comfortable and taking enough risks so I can be an entrepreneur. But then having said that, there's a trade-off. If you want to, you know, leave your job too early and you don't want to get tied down with a wife, you know, kids, dogs, you know, mortgage, all of this stuff, right? So it's like, how do you, how do you find that balance between having enough, you know, stability on the back end without getting too trapped in that corporate lifestyle? Yes, I mean, uh, me, uh, I, I mean, when I did, you know, my, all my, um, my family, brother, sister, parents, they all have like stable, uh, work. And me, stability for me, it was definition of life, basically stability, go working in a corporate job and climbing the ladder, uh, was like, this was my baseline. Um, that after my engineering school and starting working with, uh, consulting, uh, after six months, one year, and we were super connected with Munir uh, at the time, I was like, this is really boring. I mean, this is not, this cannot be the end, right? So I cannot stay like this for 30, 40, 50 years uh, because the people I'm working with, I'm not so exciting to work with them. The project are not so exciting. And it's, it's crazy uh, as well because I, I bet I bet when you were like applying for the job as well, you thought like, oh, this is great. Like, this is exactly yeah. what I want out of it, right? We will get suckered into thinking like, this is where we need to be and where we want to be. And within a few months of being there, you're like, nah, this is not what it's cracked up to be. But sorry, continue. Yes, because it's the story, you know, the story that you, you build in your head, oh, working at that firm will be amazing and you will have a great time. But then when you add that firm, you understand all the process and that no one cares about nothing really working uh, uh, there. Um, and uh, not sure what happened there. Steve seems to have disconnected. It, it, it's a teaser. It's a teaser. And now like it's advertising, like, su like Super Bowl. Yes. On the edge of their seats to see what he says next. Oh man, <laughs> now. Or he, he just got sick of our faces, and I wouldn't blame him for that. <laughs> He's like back to work. It's, it's like it's this. a rap boys. Like, I'm wasting my time here. Jeez. 
But Munir, what, what would you say then? What, what like a uh, serious advice would you have for somebody? In that yeah, situation? Me, me, I can tell you like a good advice because I was making jokes before, but like the, the advice is I know why I was in corporate is because I didn't meet my drive yet. I was not caring about what I really like at the, for the long term. I was just caring for short term. Like I need to do this in university, I need to go there, there, there. But I was not looking about what is inside me. And I think... The big advice is there's nothing bad to be in the corporate as because even can be incorporated and completely free drive, etc. But what is important is like uh yeah, like try to see like what you like, what makes you happy on a daily basis without thinking too much about the risk, because there's a thousand risk. But um and I think that's what scared me at the beginning was like, wow, I want maybe I like some stuff that will not pay my rent, etc. But just like I would say, like even between 20 and 30. Yeah, don't think too much about the risk. Think much more about uh, what you like because it's so. Well, I'm gonna sound cheesy and extra, but like it's when you know what you love, it's so powerful after that. Because even if you have a bad day, if uh, if uh, your finances are low, if uh, you have some uh, family issue, some relationship issue, you still keep going just because it's like you. It becomes your safety zone, and this is like I think the very powerful the energy behind about what you love that's very very powerful and it can bring you very far away compared to if you do something that you don't like or if you don't know what you are doing here just doing to to do some checking box when you have a bad situation you will drop very quickly because you're like oh but like all my life is shit and this job as well is shit so oh fuck i want to stop everything so i think that the thing try to it's not easy to find what you like even me i'm still looking all the time to refine okay maybe i know more of this inside of this but at least to make the start. And I think not my mistake, but like uh, I I I start to really look what by what I like a little lately, I would say. Okay. Kind uh, of. Yeah. So you say of. think think long term, understand yourself, yeah. understand what yeah. kind of person you want to be in the long term, and then yeah. make start now but make small steps towards yeah. that and eventually it'll turn yeah. into something bigger i think i yeah. think that's 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 the overlying point but i think on a practical level i can relate a lot to what you're saying Manil. like i can um because i'm interested by a lot of things i don't know if you're the same but like there's there's just so many things yeah. that intrigue me and the question for me is not like i don't know what to work on it's like what should i work on because there's so many things that i could do and it's yeah. like you only have 24 hours in a day and where should i focus yeah and i want to hear your take on it because the only way i found is by doing things for like, you know, a couple yeah. of months here and like actually get, getting deep enough into stuff that you kind of know what it's about and you know whether you'd want to spend years doing yeah. this. Um, and really, really on that process, you kind of get to know yourself a bit better and you kind of converge on the right answer because I think it's quite yeah. easy, particularly, I know when, when you're like 18, 19, 20 or you're in uni or you're fresh out of school and you kind of see a lot of people, you know, building big companies. I know we certainly did at that age, kind of look up to people who are building huge companies who have just been doing the same thing for like 20 years. And you're like, wow, how did they have that drive to like stick out to one thing? And how did they know from such a young age? Yeah. Um, and if you're not lucky enough to find a kind of land on what that is as like a teenager or a child, then you do yeah. have to do a bit of work in your 20s, which is kind of, you know, working in a corporate, working or jobs, trying your hand at a start startup you know looking into the tech world see if you can find something and then probably give yourself you know anywhere between three to five years of actually experimenting and then hopefully by the time you're mid late 20s you'll start to converge and what you yeah. want to do and build a company there i think i'm, I'm speaking from personal experience as well because i'm 25 now but you certainly feel in your early 20s you see like high achievers and you feel a lot of pressure to like i should be yeah. building a startup right now and i should know what it is yeah and you actually look inwards and you're like oh but 
I, I'm not sure I know what I would want my startup to be at this point yeah. in time. And you shouldn't make it for the sake of it. And what I really like is the yeah. way you're saying is like, you found something you want to do. And Cappy is something that you would be happy spending years on doing. And it's only once you go to that point that you can actually project forward. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and to answer the question, is, is, yeah, it's kind of, this is like, just like, and also just by, it's it's weird because it's, it's not just, I think it's much more art than the science. It's much more like, a, okay, Test at least what I do for me, like because even me is not so sick, so clear. It's like uh, it's I think I'm further in my journey, but still it's like all the time and going and changing. So it's much more like a I test, I test, I test, and uh, naturally I get bored of some stuff, and naturally there's some stuff that I keep going doing. I don't know why, and um, and naturally this come and also it's a uh, it's um. Uh, reading with uh, me and kind of the society um, uh, need, I would say, like it's because it's like when I'm like what I'm doing and when the society reward me, kind of now, like it's like start to be like a like a machine. Because yeah. if I like something very strong and the society don't reward me, I start to it's it's you create like trouble in my life. And then so and I don't know if you know this concept. Or maybe you know ikigai. You know ikigai? Yeah. I think yeah. this is the perfect concept. Like Ikigai is like to to have this like energy power going is like those four things. Like do something that you love, do something that society wants, do something that you are super good at, and do something that uh, pay you pay you well. And I think like when you do those four things step by step, it's like create like a natural energy because everything is bring like positivity for you. So you just keep going. But it's easy to say, not easy to do because. Like it takes times. It's like it's like, it takes times. It takes crazy time just to. It's like because on a daily basis, it's like boring. Like there's not so much things to appear. But just one step after one step, you yeah you when you feel it, you go that you are happy about what you do. Yes, one by step, like you complete the step, and then you see what you like, what you love. Yeah, and it's a lot by looking behind, by instead to look uh, forward. Yeah, it's a lot of per personal receive. reflection, right? Yeah, yeah, personally, exactly. Yeah. And kind of look, looking at like the different areas of your life of which one you think can have the most value for yourself and also the exactly. world. Exactly. I think one of the good things about it though is that these days there's so many opportunities across different industries and across different yeah. skill sets. So almost, it's almost like when you think about where to start, it's like, well, what do you like? Because there's probably somebody already in the world being successful of doing exactly that. So there's yeah. already a blueprint. There's already a formula there for you to kind of embody and take to the next level. So, yeah, for sure. Because I mean, even these days, if you like playing video games, there's you know there's an opportunity for you to to become somebody. If you like, you know, any kind of uh, home skill, you could probably create YouTube videos and help somebody to get those skills. Or you know, the the list is endless, really. Yeah, for sure. And it's huge competition, and that's why. So I will add like the thing is like you need to find your drive, and when you find your drive, after there's like a uh, or a big machine, which is like, I mean, it's for me, it's very personal, like it's like emotional management. Mm -hmm. Because as uh, you see, like when you know you drive, after that you will see like so many things, like okay, there's thousand competitions, so you're going to be stressed, you're going to be scared, or, or maybe you're, gonna, you're not going to, you you know you drive, but you're not going to meet your expectations, so you will experience sadness, etc. So all this like can really like move you in a, in a different ways. And like, and like Absolutely. after you drive, like knowing how to manage your emotions, in the long term, 
because this is not easy. It's like when you know you drive after like days going and again, like it's, yeah. it's really small step by small step. It's like not as entertaining like as a Marvel movie. So, so Absolutely, it's uh, yeah. So at the end, it's uh, there's something yeah, like, that James and I are quite interested in that's very relevant to this, and pro- probably James more so than I. But it's the co- the philosophical concept of stoicism, and that you should only yeah. control. You should only think about, worry about that which you can control. And therefore, because you can control it, you shouldn't worry about it. You should just do the things that are in your control to maximize your your ability to be happy and do the best yeah, yeah. in your capacity and then let let the world do the rest. But as long as you're affirmative in that, then, you know, what, what yeah. can you hurt you? James Corey uh, talked much better about it than I can, to be honest. Now, now you nailed it. Absolutely that, right? It's like just not, not, mm-hmm. not letting the every... The, the way I interpret it is something that I kind of carry through in my life is like do not let the little everyday things phase you and the way you can only really do that is if you have i think not not really a strong idea of like who your vision or what you want to do but more who you are and it's like i'm comfortable that even if i don't exactly know at this moment of time what where i will be in five to ten years i don't think any four of us or any of our listeners could really say with any certainty where they're going to be in even yeah. five years time right but you're comfortable and confident in yourself that you'll find the right way um, and therefore you should be, you can kind of trust yourself that you're on the right trajectory, um, provided you're putting the necessary steps in place. Um, but Steve, you're back with us, man. You, you kind of left us for a bit and then he was kind of like sideways as well. I thought he was doing like some human flag or like some calisthenics. <laughs> he was like rotated 90 degrees, but he's finally back with us. <laughs> now you're good now. <laughs> my, my phone uh, died, um, but I hope now you see me better. Yeah. Yeah. Happy days. Yeah. You're all good. See, but yeah, we we were just talking about like finding ikigai, which I'm sure is a concept you're familiar with as well, and just trying to find your purpose. And do you, do you feel like you found it um, with what you're doing in Cappy? Do you feel like you're like well on the way to finding what you what you're happy to be doing for the next, you know, at least a few years? Yes, I mean, in Munir has introduced. I think you introduced me to ikigai. Uh, I think yeah, yeah, it's me. I'm, I'm the group. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he, he came into his home when he started talking about it. He was like, "Yes, yeah, my this is it. This is my jam. This is a lock. Just, lock. <laughs> <laughs> Just starts like yeah, yeah, preaching to us all." <laughs> <laughs> and uh, me, I really, I mean, I really like the concept. I think um, mostly what we do in providing value to people in any type of perspective is, I think, what brings uh, energy and makes you feel uh, alive. And uh, what we're doing with Capi now, it's really solving a problem that is happening right now to workers. And you know, when you get this feedback loop, when you provide value and someone um, solve a real problem, this is basically uh, yeah, amazing. And uh, I think for the next 10 years, if we're able to scale and um, we continue to, uh, to provide value to as many people as possible, uh, I think we've a lot of fun, you know. Still, is good when you when you go to work and you uh, you're around people that uh, you like and you have some fun. You can uh, enjoy being around. Uh, I think it's basically it. You nail it. <laughs> That's it. Is, is it so that you for you guys like your your ikigai, your meaning, your purpose is very much aligned to like helping other people as well, and you know like lifting up others around you. And it's interesting because it doesn't always have to be that way, right? I think like a lot of people, I think the first thing that will come to mind is like an athlete. And over time, they're they're very, very egocentric. They, you know, they want to be the best. They want to win world championships or whatever, go to the Olympics. Um, and, that, and that's like an ikigai that's very self-centered. Um, did you ever kind of, 
have to grapple with that kind of egotistical side of you or has it always been you've always like liked helping others you've you found pleasure in kind of giving value back to others I, I think for me, it's, uh, I think we have different perspectives on Munir, but for me, there is two ways where basically most of the thing that uh, I think we do or me, I do, it's, it comes from an egoistic perspective where basically if I provide value, you know, my ego feels feel filled uh, and, uh, and I like it, right? Because I don't do things that I don't like. Uh, so it goes with uh, both ways where... Uh, I think it's really fun and it's really great to provide value, but it's also great because I like it. Uh, and um, and yes, so basically that's kind of my my two ways of approaching. That. I've heard I've heard that before. It's like to be selfless is actually to be selfish because it feels really good. Whenever you're selfless and kind to somebody, it gives you this like internally enjoyable feeling of warmth and happiness that you're actually being selfish by being selfless because you're doing it for yourself to feel good it's, it was an interesting yeah. take on compassion well, in, on, a, on a slightly like less cynical way of framing it is like when you say that you give like two people benefit right when you give to someone they benefit but you also benefit I think that's benefit like that's a, that's a cornerstone yeah. of like quite a lot of religions though like especially Christianity I think um, that's one of the cornerstones of their religion is like when you give you know, it's not only good for the person you're giving to, but good for you as well, and your mm. and your and how you are in the eyes of God. Um, not that I'm a Christian or even particularly religious, but it's interesting the parallels there. Um, I'm yeah. not sure. I'm just not sure. I would say frame it as selfish. To be honest, I think that's just that's just the part of the human condition. Like, I think it's great if you can make someone feel better, add yourself feel better. That's it's not a zero sum game, right? If you can give happiness to someone else and also have it for yourself, like that's that's the yeah. outcome. I, well, I think the, the idea is that when you come to the conclusion that the happiest you actually feel is by doing good to other people. Then you start doing it relentlessly, specifically to feel good for yourself, right? Mm -hmm. So it's it's an interesting take. But I see your point completely because at the end of the day, if it's if it's doing good for others, then hey, more power to you. Thanks. Uh, me, my point of view. Um, so yeah, I think like it's, there's like this idea about like helping people and get you like a nice feeling. But me also like I'm kind of centric on people me like uh, it's kind of opposite it's like because me like i've seen my life like okay i'm just here like uh, for like uh, some years and i just want to make sure that at the end of my years my life counts for the society i don't know it's like maybe like a, like in my brain i think i feel i'm jesus but like <laughs> it's like just <laughs> I want, you, you got the I hair as well like, bro you got yeah, the hair as well like something <laughs> there's something i need to go to a desert in 40 days and not eat <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, me, it's like, what's important for me is like, really, like, at the end of my years, I want to look back and say, okay, at least my my life counts for the 19. I don't know how, maybe it's not going to be as big as imagined, but at least I want to, uh, it may make me happy, like, or it make me happy to say, okay, what, when I wake up, it was to go with the flow and not against the flow. So it's like, yeah, Absolutely. I think something very important for me. Fantastic. Well, listen, guys, it's an absolute pleasure to speak to you both. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Yeah, thank you very much. It was really oh. amazing. Thank you for the invitation. Thank you also. Yeah. Really great uh, discussion. Yeah. Hard to say, guys. We, we, we really enjoyed it as well. Well, Nairs, yeah, Good thanks happy, so much. Happy to you. If, if we're ever in France, yeah, we shout you. Do you guys come to London a lot? Do you come to the UK or? Right, just lo lo London, <laughs> my second base. Oh, happy days <laughs> then, yeah. Let, let, let us I'm know what your next is. Yes, I'm coming okay. to the UK. I'm going to do some uh, silent retreat, Vipassana, end of March. Oh, so, wow. Good luck with that. Be, that's awesome. Yeah.
to be very relaxed. I don't know if you, you'll either come, come out really relaxed or maybe going slightly crazy. <laughs> Let, let's see. Let's see. Awesome, oh, man, guys. Well, good luck with that. All the best, guys. Take care of yourselves. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. Yeah. See you. Thank you, guys. Bye-bye.